nation from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. He cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory, and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor, power and mighty. Be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white? Where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are one that knows. He said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God, and worship him day and night within his temple. The one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more, thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. The Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from his eyes. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
and they live into their free will. 
But the gospel Jesus raises his eyebrows as if to say that not even he can hurt cats. So what would it look like to be sheep? Today's readings bring three things to light in terms of how living as Jesus' sheep in the world might actually be a rather courageous and transformative thing to do. First, to be a sheep is to be a vehicle for Christ's work in the world. Second, as sheep, we know ourselves to be in need of God and to be held by God, always. And third, to be a sheep is to be one who lives into one's baptism. Let's take them one at a time. To be a sheep is to be a disciple. And ever since Jesus ascended to heaven and no longer had his own body and his own voice and his own chutzpah walking around here on earth, discipleship has taken on a whole new meaning for us. To be a disciple is to offer our bodies and our voices and sometimes even our chutzpah, up to Jesus' use. We are called to act on Jesus' will, as presented in the Gospel, and as spoken into our hearts, as vehicles for Jesus' work in the world. That is our main purpose, the main reason we were created. Today we heard about Tabitha, an early Christian disciple, who was an important teacher in her community. Now Jesus was able to teach through her willingness to offer her life to him. When she died, and the community mourned the loss of one of Jesus' first vehicles of his post-resurrection work in the world, another disciple stepped in, Peter. Peter, who made a lot of mistakes and fumbled a lot, denied Jesus and was really confused last week about a few things, including putting clothes on to get the water. Um, and Tony spoke last week about Peter's humanness. This moment today gives me such hope that even as fumbling humans, we can be as open to being vehicles of Jesus' work in the world as Peter was. Because Peter was open enough to just pray and let Jesus work through him. And in that, Jesus was able to bring Tabitha back to life. And so through Peter and Tabitha's willingness to offer themselves to the work of Christ, more people came into relationship with God. How beautiful is that? And how powerful would it be if we all surrendered so completely to whatever God is trying to do through us. The second point about knowing that we are sheep in need and that we have God with us all the time to fulfill that need. This need, this truth, is spelled out beautifully in Psalm 23. A psalm that Jesus surely knew probably by heart. Now, when I'm at the top of my game in life, I tend to gloss over the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, etc., etc., as a sentimental and nice little bit of scripture. But, when the weight of the world 
world knocks me down. And when I can't seem to bounce back from grief or overwhelm or the realization that I'm not actually as equipped as I think I am to navigate daily life. In other words, when I am humble and know myself to be in me. Psalm 23 sees me deeply. Maybe it sees you too. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We have a guide and a protector. There are real internal and external evils out there. But we don't ever have to fight them alone. Which brings me to that third thing about being sheep. As Jesus is sheep, Jesus promises that no one can take us away from him. We are his because God gave us to him. I don't know exactly how it works that God gave us to Christ, that some of us know ourselves to belong to Christ and others don't. And I need to fight my Pharisee-like tendency to try to figure it out. I do not believe that anyone is excluded from the love of God through Christ. But I can only speak to the ways in which we know that to be true in the church as baptized Christians. When we are baptized, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. Forever. No one and nothing, not even our own wandering hearts, can snatch us away. In baptism, we are both held in the safety of the shepherd's arms and empowered and sent forth to be vehicles for Christ's redemptive work of love and justice in this world. If the shepherd chooses to climb a mountain to find sweeter grass, be it the mountain of justice-seeking, or the mountain of peace-making, or the mountain of kingdom-growing, we paddle on behind, trusting that when we are tired, he will give us rest. And when we are thirsty, he will find us water. And when we are lost, he will seek us out and bring us back. And when we are weak, he will carry us. In baptism, some part of us knows that the only authentic way forward is with him. And so we go. Together in the sacred herd of baptized and beloved sheep, we go. Out into the world, over mountains, through valleys, and always into the eternal love, eternal love of God. We go. In the name of the one who came among us as our shepherd, Jesus Christ, we go. And today, gathered around the baptismal font, with Colin Peter Lynch and his family, we will remember our own baptismal covenants, our own commissions to go out into the world marked as Christ's own, 
and we will invite Colin to come along with us. So, Colin, who likes to be sleeping, if you would like to bring your family and your godparents up here, let's get you baptized. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you. 
pray for this person who is to receive the sacrament of the Deliver him, O Lord, from the way of sin and death. O Lord, hear our prayer. Open his heart to your grace and truth. O Lord, hear our prayer. Fill him with your holy and life-giving spirit. O Lord, hear our prayer. Keep him in the faith and communion of your holy church. O Lord, hear our prayer. Teach him to love others in the power of the spirit. O Lord, hear our prayer. Send him into the world and witness to your love. Lord, hear our prayer. Bring him to the fullness of your peace and glory. Lord, Grant, O Lord, that all who are baptized into the death of Jesus Christ, your Son, may live in the power of his resurrection and look for him to come again in glory, who lives and reigns now and forever.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit you have bestowed upon this your servant the forgiveness of sin, and have raised him to the new life of grace. Sustain him, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give him an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to will and to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. Pray with me as we welcome the newly baptized. We receive you into the household of God. Confess the faith of Christ crucified. Proclaim his resurrection. And share with us the eternal Let us welcome the newly baptized.
first two weeks from today, we will host a brunch on the across the street after the 10 o'clock service at our house, um, 56 Elm Street. And we hope that people who've never been to one of the welcome brunches uh, will join us. It's a lovely time. We have many newcomers that have arrived in the last six or eight months. And it's a chance to meet them and to mingle with the and the best street and the
galaxies, suns, the planets in their courses, and this fragile earth, our island home. From the primal elements, you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you, betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Prophets and sages who revealed your righteous law. And in the fullness of time, you have sent your only Son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. And therefore we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope. To proclaim with them your glory and their unending hymn.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.